Church Cathedral Podcast. This is the sermon from our past Sunday, recorded live from the cathedral. We hope these words will really speak to your heart and mind. May the words of my lips and the meditations of all our hearts be always acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. I'd like you please be seated. I think it was uh, Bishop Bill Cliff, our Bishop of Brandon, who invited us as Anglicans here in Canada to see ourselves as those returning from exile. We as a church, he said, have been in exile, and now we need to come home again. The particular exile he was referring to is exile from the public square. There was a time when what we said as a church was listened to, respected, and in some cases even acted upon by those in the corridors of power. Our input was valued in public discourse on pressing issues in society. Now those days have long since passed. We have been exiled. So Bishop Bill as he spoke to us, encouraged us to reclaim the ground we once occupied because our culture needs to hear what we have to say. It's time for us as a church to return from exile. So I want you to hold that thought as we turn to this morning's gospel text from Mark. Jesus is traveling on foot from Caesarea Philippi in the north to Jerusalem in the south. There's a crowd thronging around him, and he's taking this opportunity to give them some intensive teaching on what it means to be his follower, his apprentice, his disciple. He bookends this teaching with a couple of healings both involving men who are blind. In the first healing miracle, it takes Jesus a couple of goes for the man to be able to see again properly. In the second miracle, the one we heard about this morning, involving Bartimaeus, Jesus restores his sight immediately. Now, the irony in both these healing stories is that two men born blind whom we would not expect to recognize Jesus, actually do see him for who he is and decide to follow him. After recovering his sight, we read that Bartimaeus followed Jesus on the way, which incidentally is straight into Jerusalem and into all that awaits Jesus there. On the other hand, The disciples, whom as far as we know could actually see quite well, those with him day in and day out across three years, still have no clue what Jesus is on about. So in this central section in Mark's Gospel, where Jesus is giving some high-octane teaching on what it means to follow him, What has Bartimaeus revealed to us this morning? 
about what it means to be an apprentice or a follower or a disciple of Jesus. Well, well, three things, just, just briefly. Um, first, Bartimaeus is persistent. Even when those in the crowd bellow at him to bart him up, Bartimaeus simply cries out even more loudly, Son of David, have mercy on me. Bartimaeus is persistent. He's not going to be put off. And Jesus, when he hears Bartimaeus' voice, stops dead in his tracks. Call him here, says Jesus, which is what they do. Take heart, get up, he's calling you. So first, Bartimaeus is persistent in wanting to meet Jesus. Second, Bartimaeus is trusting. There's no going back for him once Jesus calls him. He flings off his cloak, we read, and he springs up. Flings off his coat. Now that's significant. It's significant because it tells us for Bartimaeus there really is no going back. His cloak is likely his sole possession. It marks him as a blind beggar. It protects him from the elements. It receives the small coins kind folk would throw at Bartimaeus's feet. Bartimaeus would have known that the minute he flings off that cloak, it's gone. There was no social safety net in first century Palestine. People were desperate in those days and desperate for anything useful. So the minute that the cloak is off his shoulders, it's on somebody else's. So second, Barnabas is trusting. For him, there is no going back. Barnabas is persistent. Barnabas is trusting. He's also something else. Something which, to my mind, lies at the very heart of what it means to be a follower or an apprentice or a disciple of Jesus. And it's so simple, so straightforward, so obvious, and yet I so easily overlook it. See if you can pick it up. Have a listen. Jesus turns to Bartimaeus and then asks him this question. What is it that you want me to do for you? Now that's the very same question that Jesus put to James and John last week, the two disciples, when they want to get first dibs on the best seats of the house in Jesus' coming reign. What is it that you want me to do for you? Jesus asks James and John. Oh, grant us to sit, one at your right hand and one at your left, in your glory, James and John, disciples, shamelessly respond. But it's not how Bartimaeus responds to the same question that Jesus puts to him. What is it that you want me to do for you? Bartimaeus simply states, my teacher 
let me see again. Yes, Bartimaeus is persistent. Yes, Bartimaeus knows there is no going back for him. He's trusting. What Bartimaeus also teaches us about following Jesus is that it involves knowing our need of God and simply bringing our need of God to God. My teacher, let me see again. Blessed are those who know their need of God. So being a disciple, being an apprentice, being a follower of Jesus is about recognizing our own need and offering that need to the one alone who can meet that need, whatever our particular need might be. That's what lies at the heart of discipleship. And in bringing that need to God as Bartimaeus brought his need to God, we ought not be surprised if our need sensitizes us to similar need in others. I'm thinking of Andy. Andy is 78 years old. Andy's need touched my own sense of need of God. Andy lives with a small white dog. I, I think his small white dog was called Morris. And Morris kind of looks like he's had a stroke. Morris's tongue hangs out of his mouth at a, at a weird angle. Now, whatever happened, it's obvious that Andy and Morris, his dog, are inseparable. Now, Andy was living in the same one-bedroom apartment for 20 years. Not far from here, actually. He told me he had a good understanding with his landlord over those 20 years. Only the landlord's son took over the building. Rent suddenly went up. And I don't know what happened next. Maybe Andy doesn't either. Anyway, Andy went back to his apartment and couldn't get in. The locks had been changed. And Andy, at 78, now has nowhere to live. Andy's a guy that's been camped out on the south steps of our west doors for going on three weeks. And yes, St. Matthew's house, God bless them, and thanks to Deacon Rob's inquiries and Brian Krebs's assistance, are on it. And they're doing what they can for Andy. You know, it's hard to find a bed for a guy who won't be parted with his dog. Bartimaeus shows us that following Jesus is about persistence and it's about trusting no going back Bartimaeus also demonstrates for me this morning that the heart of discipleship is simply knowing our need of God and God alone and bringing that need to God over and over and over again
And in bringing our need to God, God assures us that God hears our need and gives us the courage and strength to deal with whatever we are living. Only, we ought not be surprised that if in bringing our need to God, God also sensitizes us to the needs of those around us. For me, one of those needs is the needs of those who are house insecure right here in Jamesville. And so it's why it's, I'm so grateful to, to Brian Krebs and to David Savage, helped by Rob Miller and others on their team, for helping us to find out more about this need. What resources are out there to meet this need and whom we might partner with here at the cathedral in responding in some small way to that need. Brings me back to Bishop Bill's challenge for us to return from exile, to reclaim our ground in the public square, to speak up for those whose voice is still not being heard. As William Temple, former Archbishop of Canterbury, has said about the church's role in public life, and I quote, but the church must also have its direct impact upon the ordered life of the community, its politics, industry, its social life, thought and order, and all the rest. Above all, the church will perpetually insist that no question touching human life is ever merely secular, merely economic, or merely material. All that touches human life is fundamentally spiritual and can only rightly be settled under the guidance of the Holy Spirit. So as Jesus and Bartimaeus teach us this morning about discipleship, may God give each one of us here this morning the grace to recognize our need of God, whatever our specific need might be, and to bring that need to God. And in having our own need of God heard and met, may we in turn be more open to the needs of those crying out for the compassion and the justice and the provision and the care of the living God who loves you and me so much. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Thanks for listening. This podcast is a production of Christ's Church Cathedral. Our original theme and audio engineering are done by Eduardo Farias. For more information, go to cathedralhamilton.ca. We hope you would join us again soon. Have a blessed day.